Hey everyone, my name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today I'm joined by my friend Nancy and we're talking about the movie It's Complicated. Hey Nancy. Hey Michelle. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this with me. I really appreciate your time. So a few things about the movie. It was released in December of 2009. It's written and directed by Nancy Myers. It stars Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, and John Krasinski. The IMDb.com summary is, when attending their son's college graduation, a couple reignite the spark in their relationship. But the complicated fact is they're divorced and he's remarried. The rating on IMDb is a 6.5, and it made around $219 million at the box office. Before we get into it, just wanted to highlight that this movie was nominated for three Golden Globe Awards. Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Best Actress for Meryl, and Best Original Screenplay for Nancy Myers. All right, so let's get into it. Nancy, what would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? So it's funny you bring up the Golden Globe nominations because my score is basically kind of because of that. Okay. I gave it an 8.9. Okay. I love it. (laughs) Because as you know, I do love this movie. And when I was trying to come up with a score, I was like, okay, if one is like worst movie ever, and if 10 is like Oscar worthy, like, you know, deserve to win the Oscar, then I feel like anything like nine plus would fall into that Oscar category. And so since this wasn't nominated for an Oscar, I gave it an 8.9. Okay. Wow. That's very informed (laughs) decision-making on your score. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But so I was like, well, was it nominated for anything? And that's when I found out that it was nominated for those three Golden Globes. And so I was thinking like, maybe I should increase my score (laughs) because I love this movie so much. Yeah. But I stand by my 8.9. Okay. As you should, as you should. (laughs) So I kind of had like an evolution with my score. As you know, I also really love this movie. I may be so bold to say this might be my favorite Nancy Myers movie. Whoa. So I kind of, so I haven't revisited the other movies in a while, but I did rewatch this movie for our conversation. I had a journey. So I actually started out with an 8.8. Wow. Very high. (laughs) And then I, (laughs) I appreciate that. I've gone down in my score. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I went from an 8.8 to an 8.5. And I'm actually going to land at an 8.0. Why? I have some reasons, but we're going to get into it. I'm struggling still with this score (laughs) because I do have a heart for this movie, but there are some things that we'll get into. Well, wait, so why did you start at an 8.8? After watching the movie, I felt really good. (laughs) I was like, this this movie makes me so happy. It brings me a lot of peace. But so I actually watched this movie two nights ago. And so I think I've had some time to digest and the high has kind of worn off. So yeah, that's kind of why it decreased a little bit. Okay, fair enough. I'm so interested to find out why. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't feel confident in my 8.0, but we'll we'll see. Maybe the end of this conversation, it might be tweaked. Who knows? I'll try my best to convince you. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you choose this movie to talk about and what's your relationship with it? As you know, I love Nancy Myers films, and they're basically like modern day fairy tales to me. You know, she likes to use like a very strong female protagonist who's successful, amusing, and is like 
literally like glowing the entire movie. <laughs> like I felt like Meryl Streep was like literally glowing. And I felt the same way about Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give. Right. I felt like they're literally glowing. <laughs> And then opposite of them is usually another, like, really strong, charming, successful male character who chases them from be- beginning to end. And and then they usually do it on, like, obviously the most picturesque set. And for this movie in particular, it's in my favorite place on Earth, as you know, <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> so for me, you know, this movie helps my mind escape reality. And I also think, like my mind in general is just drawn towards this kind of cinematography that just like idealizes the world. Mm. So yeah, I just love Nancy Meyers films because they're like the epitome of what a rom-com is to me. That's very well put. I agree with everything you just said. Nancy Meyers films are, they're, they're very beloved. And I think, you know, obviously Nancy Meyers has a very certain aesthetic. There are definitely some shots when I'm like, she's, Meryl is, literally glowing to your point yeah. like she looks airbrushed <laughs> yes like, the lighting everything is just so perfect it's like her nancy myers's whole universe is just like through a very nancy myers filter everything right. all the color palettes they're all the same but yeah i can't remember when i first saw this movie i was trying to dig deep in my memories i think i saw this in theaters with my mom but i oh. could be wrong was that because um she wanted to see it No, it's probably because I wanted to see it. Okay. I don't know. My mom is very, like, easygoing when it comes to movies. She'll usually watch anything. But I'm pretty sure I dictated the film choice. Well, I ask because, you know, like, also Nancy Myers does cater to kind of, like, an older demographic. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to think, too, like, when did I first see this movie? And I don't remember exactly the first time. It might have also been in theaters as well. But what I do remember is this conversation I had with my sister about it. And I think she was the one who recommended the film to me because she was, like, about to enter that age bracket of, like, Mm. 50s and, like, Meryl Streep's age in the movie. Um, And I think my sister had seen it with her friends or something or her friends had seen it and they just like all thought it was like cute and hilarious. And yeah, Yeah. let's let's pivot because I feel like this will be a really seamless transition. But let's get into what we like about the movie. Obviously, we love Nancy Myers, but are there like other things that you want to like hone in on what you like about it? Well, I did like the storyline, which seemed to be just like out there enough, but also like somewhat realistic enough. So Jake, who's played by Alec Baldwin, believes that the 10-year time gap has resolved the problems that destroyed their marriage in the first place. So he says something like, maybe they're onto something. And to be honest, I think a lot of couples go through the same issues they had with like the crazy busy schedules, raising kids, the careers, and like their marriages like just don't make it because it's so hard. And so I just kind of assume that a lot of those people also wonder like what would have happened if those issues hadn't gotten in the way. And so this movie kind of like plays that hypothesis out, which I thought is kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, I found myself wondering, you know, obviously you and I, we're not close to 60, nor have we been divorced. So this storyline is not really close to our personal lives but yet Mm -hmm. I find it kind of amusing that we really I don't know if relate is the right word but we were really drawn to this story of Mm -hmm. a woman who's kind of you know in her middle life and sort of having a second chance at something 
yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know. That was a question I kept asking myself. I was like, why am I drawn to this story? But I think it's just simply because Meryl is so good in it. So Meryl plays character's name is Jane. I felt like I couldn't take my eyes off of her. And, you know, she's so good. Like her small yeah. little acting decisions, like, oh, yeah, like holding up her saggy eyelid just cracks yes. me up. <laughs> she's so good at like those small little details. Her yeah. facial expressions are just It really great. is brilliant. Yeah, like she's brilliant. I guess I just didn't really appreciate her as much until she was in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there's like this one scene where Jake comes to visit her, stops by her house in the middle of the night. And then like he leaves and she just like closes the door and her like back is to the door and she's like not even saying anything but the expression on her face of like kind of like swooning after him but then like catching herself and like (laughs) shaking her head and like saying like what am I thinking you know and it's like just like the physical acting in that is is like so believable and it's so natural that it's really admirable and like amazing (laughs) no I love that scene because it makes her so the character Jane it makes her so human like she's kind of getting wrapped up in this love story with Jake, but then she kind of like takes her breath. She's like, this is insane. What am I doing? Which is so real. It's like a real moment. Totally, totally. We mentioned earlier, you know, the aesthetic of Nancy Myers, but I think the reason why I gravitate towards this movie is that the best way I can describe it is that this movie just feels like a big, warm hug. (laughs) Like you just want to cozy up and never like, leave the arms of this movie so I specifically wrote down like the things that brought me some peace was obviously the beautiful sets the kitchens you know I think Nancy Myers is kind of synonymous with interior design porn now you know people talk about what does Nancy Myers's actual kitchen look like mm-hmm. you know even like down to the wardrobe it's so light and airy and I think Nancy Myers has this thing where she dresses her lead actresses in like head to toe white or black they're all very right. monochromatic right it's aspirational you know this is obviously an escape this is to me like (laughs) the definition of an escape rom-com because this is so unreal yeah and then like just small things that I picked up on like Jane's kitchen always has a stocked fruit bowl like this whole idea of her making lavender honey ice cream and like taking baths (laughs) by candlelight she's handpicking her tomatoes from her huge garden like I just can't it's just perfect yeah the well, one crazy thing that I found in my research of this movie was that the house that they're filming in is actually in Westlake Village, California. Mm. Do you have any idea why this is noteworthy for me? No, I have no idea. Well, so during quarantine, when I was going through my um, like considering relocating phase, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but yes. I found like my dream house, and my dream house happened to be in Westlake Village. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a sign <laughs> that I'm supposed to be talking about this movie. <laughs> and another way that I'm like connected to Nancy Myers' spirit, right? Right. <laughs> because That's awesome. it's just yeah, it's just perfect. Speaking of some of the research, I was surprised to see that they actually like did the interiors on like a soundstage in New York, but then they moved all the exteriors to California, which seems like a lot of work. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the house is beautiful. It's like um, a $10 million house, too, by the way. So it's it's real. Yeah, it's really like unrealistic. (laughs) And like some celebrity owned it, you know? Oh, wow. 
but I did think that that was interesting that they like did most of the filming, the actual filming in New York, except yeah. for like outdoor scenes and stuff. Right. Yeah, that just seems so logistically difficult. And like as an mm-hmm. actor, I don't know how you like turn it on, turn it off like that. But anyway, that's a something I will never understand. Movie magic. Yeah, and they're professionals and like they yeah, they they know what they're doing. Because another thing that I read was how like Steve Martin also they had to like film all of his scenes like in the very beginning of production because he was gonna like go on some tour so they had to like finish his scenes first i like i don't get that how that works either when you just like do scenes out of order i know that's like a normal thing but again it's like to the credit of the actors like i would think that like the characters are developing over time and how does meryl know to like be a certain way in Mm. those scenes later on first And then kind of, like, maintain that or, like, know how to develop that from the beginning when she does a scene later on. Like, a a beginning scene later on. I don't know. They're professionals. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they've done this a million times. She's, like, nominated for, like, you know, Best Actress. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, the most celebrated actress of our our generation. So there's something to be said about that, for sure. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. (laughs) And a few other things that I liked kind of, like, on a more large-scale level is that So obviously Nancy Meyers films, they're very aspirational to the point where like every story she tells, it's pretty much like very privileged people, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's very (laughs) glossy. It's first class problems. Like nobody has money issues. All the hard troubles are just glossed over. But I don't ever feel like her movies and this one, obviously, they're never done in a condescending way I think it's meant to be as an escape you know it's not really Mm -hmm. to be like this is what real life is like which a lot of rom-coms try to and ultimately fail to do Mm. is to depict like what a real quote-unquote relationship might look like but obviously with Nancy Myers, I think the collective we all just kind of put a lot of our disbelief aside and just kind of enjoy (laughs) the movie we play along we do we totally (laughs) play along yeah She makes her characters relatable, even though you're like, I have nothing in common with these people. Right. Right. It's so true. (laughs) I live not in a $10 million house in Southern California. Jane's character owns this beautiful and looks like thriving cafe. And like her kids love her. Her, you know, there's no struggles between her and her kids. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very picturesque. But I'm not annoyed by it, which is surprising to me, I guess. Well, I actually did read there what people do criticize the kids of all things mm. in this film that and think that they're just like too perfect. And that right. that's like the most unrealistic thing in this movie, which <laughs> which I don't agree with. But mm. um, but I just think it's funny that, you know, that's what people tend to get upset about in this film. Interesting. I can see that like. The kids really do admire, like, they even, they don't have any conflicts with with Jake, their dad, right? Right. Who Mm -hmm. cheated on their mom. So that's also very glossy. Like, the kids love mom and dad and are so understanding of the divorce, but obviously they do still struggle with it. But they're so evolved and are like, yeah, mom and dad are probably better, you know, separate and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why, that's why Nancy Myers like, thought of, like, a 10-year time gap. Mm. To kind of make that seem like there was so much that we've missed that they must have had time to process and mature and get over things. Yeah. So I don't know if it's that that makes me like okay with that. 
But yeah, I just think there's so many more unrealistic things about the movie that that <laughs> Let's that save really those. like 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 yeah, like that doesn't really bother me. And also, I think the kids are such a like secondary characters right. too that the movie's like really about Jane, Jake, and Adam. That yeah, they're just kind of like on the sidelines and they're like kind of filler. Yeah, they're just there to look pretty and be perfect. Right. Totally. Um, are there any other things that you liked about the movie? Well, like I was saying before about how um, Nancy Myers like gears her movies towards an older demographic. One thing that I did really like was that how even though she casted this younger, really attractive woman who's Agnes, Lake Bell as Agnes, she's not the one that's like celebrated or desired. Right. You know, Adam even says this line about how your age is a big part of what I like about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just really like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like your typical, like, young, beautiful people that you're staring at and envious of the whole time. Totally. I mean, I also wrote down, I know we talked about it earlier, just about how Nancy Myers, sorry, I keep having to say Nancy Myers because your name is also Nancy. (laughs) Nancy Myers always writes these stories about, you know, stronger, older women and how I weirdly relate to that, even though I'm not what? close to that age yeah. group. Why? These stories, I think, resonate with me in a weird way because it gives me hope. I think that's what I landed on is that it's very hopeful. Like, you know, my life is I like my life, but also yeah. like if things were to fall apart in middle age, I like that there are these women who are very, you know, they have their struggles about their self-identity, of course, but they're very grounded in who they are. And like, you can still fall in love at 60 Mm. years old. And Mm -hmm. I think that that narrative is hopeful for me. Starting over isn't the end of the world. And And can happen at any time. Right, right. I think that's what I like a lot about it. Yeah, life does not end after your 30s or your 40s even. (laughs) She, like, really glamorizes that Mm -hmm. stage in life. Yeah, it, like, makes you look, kind of look forward to that point in life where you're, you know, Jane is, like, established. She's successful. She, Mm -hmm. she's not struggling anymore. You know, she's made it. And so is Jake. And it's nice that the kids are grown up and they're out of the house, you know? Yeah. And now there's, like, all this time for yourself again. And and there is, like, room for love still. And so she, yeah, she does a good job of glamorizing that stage of life. And like, you know, there's a few scenes where Jane's having dinner with her girlfriends, you know, that also is just totally glamorized, like Jane baking three pies and like walking into this room with like this beautiful kimono robe, like everything's perfect. I totally like picture myself in those scenes and like pray that that's like me and like with my girlfriends and like like, drinking like bottles of wine and totally with like beautiful flowers on the table. Well, you know, when we're almost 60, Nancy. I'm happy to be a guest at that dinner table. Yes. (laughs) All right. So let's pivot to what we don't like about the movie. Do you want to start with that? Yeah. So my answer is honestly not much. (laughs) But I understand. But if I had to choose... The only thing that I could think of mm. was that the idea that infidelity is kind of depicted in this like positive light. <laughs> and yeah. I don't I don't think that infidelity is right under any circumstances. Agree. But for the sake of entertainment, I was will I'm still like willing to go along with it. Sure, sure. In this movie. Yeah, I agree with you. My 
big problem with this whole infidelity storyline is that Jake just also shows no remorse of his infidelity. He doesn't think he's doing anything wrong by cheating on Agnes with Jane. So that to me was a little frustrating. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think we gloss over it because we realize we come to realize that he's been in love with Jane this this whole time. But that doesn't make cheating on your wife wrong. Which I think is like the genius of Nancy Myers mm-hmm. <laughs> because she takes you on this journey of like, you just feel so much for Jane and just like the life that they had and they built that you want to root for that relationship, oddly enough, even though he actually is married to somebody else, right. you know, and it kind of, she has this way of just like making you not forget about it but just justify what's happening <laughs> currently between right. him him and Jane. And on one hand too, I also like find it charming mm-hmm. that Jake is like so sure of his feelings mm. with Jane too. Like th- I find that attractive. Yeah. You know, and we also don't get to know Agnes that much either. So it's right. not like her character is not really developed. So you don't like build this bond or this relationship with her. So I was thinking, like, I don't really feel bad for Agnes because all you hear about with her is, like, how Jake cheated on Jane with her. Like, she's the evil one, you know, mm-hmm. and and she's just this young, beautiful woman who just wants to have, like, children, you know, and, like, there isn't much depth to her beyond that. But there was this one scene, I don't know if you remember, but he was, like, supposed to, um, he was supposed to go to Jane's and she, like, made his favorite dinner. But Agnes didn't go out because she was ovulating, so she, like, wanted Jake to stay home. And she's like, you know, can you carry Pedro off to his bed? And so he carries Pedro, puts him down in bed, and Pedro's asleep, but he takes Jake's hand and he puts it on his chest. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, the one moment, well, that, and there was this other scene, where I just like I felt so bad for what was going on Mm. because that is something that little kids that age really do and Uh yeah and it's just like so sweet to see that and think like he's destroying like (laughs) this this kid's household and like his family right I mean to your point about Nancy Myers not building up Agnes's story they don't make her like the devil woman the, uh, the story of Agnes is also that once Jake left Jane for Agnes, Agnes then left Jake for another man who then got pregnant with somebody else and had Pedro. And then she went back to Jake. So like they kind of paint her like this, this woman who just is so flighty and just doesn't know what she wants and is just ter- like, you know, ripping Crazy. up families. Yeah. But yet when you see that one scene when Agnes realizes that Jake is still in love with Jane at Luke's graduation yeah. party, yeah. you also kind of feel a little bad for her. Oh, it's totally. like this weird thing where Nancy Myers is able to tell these stories where you feel empathy for yeah. the person that you didn't think that you would. Yeah. Or you don't really know it all. Yeah. Right. And I I have to give Lake Bell credit for that scene, too, because just like the emotion in her eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, and it probably has to do with like also how the camera like slows down Mm -hmm. and like and everything is like kind of blurry behind her except her her facial expression. But it really does make you feel you feel that knife in her heart. Yeah. And I mean, there's also that one scene when Jake is over at Jane's and he's eating ice cream while she's in the tub. And, you know, Jake is kind of opening up about his troubled marriage. And I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with 
older men and younger women in marriages. But I would imagine that narrative to be quite true, right? Where like a younger woman, when she's married with a man, older man, she still wants to have children. And maybe when they were dating, she really did look up to him. But now like real life kind of gets into play. And then you kind of like have all these logistics and different approaches to things. So I can understand why that huge of an age gap could cause conflict. Oh, for sure. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention the big reason why I don't like this movie. (gasps) Okay, tell me. Is this why you went from an 8.8 to 8.0? Yes, it (laughs) is. But I'm going to blanket this across all Nancy Myers movies. Uh Uh-oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's just zero diversity in this movie. Yes, I knew you were going to bring that up. It's just painstakingly so, though, Nancy. Like... (laughs) It's so glaringly obvious that there are no people of color in any of her movies. And yeah, if there and then, are like, no scenes, like zero scenes. Yeah, there there's okay, so I actually pointed out two. There's two uh scenes. One is the chef at Jane's Cafe, who is I'm assuming Hispanic because Well, so I thought he was Hispanic too, like from my memory, but this last time that I rewatched it, I couldn't really tell. Yeah, so I'm even being generous. So maybe there's not even yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that, that was me being generous too. Right, right. And then the second person is when Jake's at the sperm bank, the like technician, the health tech is black, a black woman. Oh, oh okay. There but you go. Literally the only two. <laughs> and I've done some digging on people's problems with Nancy Myers movies. And this is the reason. I mm. understand Nancy Myers paints this, you know, idealistic universe. But that's still no excuse for it because it's not reality, especially in like a place like America. (laughs) Well, yeah. And even in Southern California, there's (laughs) so many minorities in Southern California. Right. This is the reason why I bumped it down so much. It's just because it was kind of painful to watch. Like I was keeping an eye out even like in the extras, like scenes in New York, like the hotel bar or like at other, you know, at even at Luke's graduation, there are no minorities. (laughs) Well, he goes to a private liberal arts school. In New York City. (laughs) I really wonder why she does that. Like, it seems so intentional. Yes. And yeah, I would love to like, well, I'm sure people have asked her that, but I I haven't looked into that at all. But yeah, I want to know like her reasoning for it because it just seems so intentional and like, just like you're setting yourself up for criticism, Mm -hmm. especially in this day and age. Right. Yeah, I think she's just maybe Nancy Myers herself as a woman is just incredibly privileged. And like, is I mean, you know, this is just my thinking is that she's blind to certain things. And granted, this movie came out 11 years ago. And sure, maybe her demographic is 60 year old white women in Southern California. I don't know. But clearly you and I, we respond to this movie. And there are a lot of other people who are like us who are, you know, 30 years younger. I still like her. Yeah. Yeah. And we still still support her. We still enjoy and support her movies because they're beautiful and they're fun and entertaining. But Nancy Myers, please, like, (laughs) put some minorities in your movie. It drives me nuts. Like, it hurts me now, like, to watch this. So that's that's my pedestal that I will now come off of. But that's my biggest problem with the movie and all of her movies. I'll just take this opportunity to say that now. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I got really worked up there. (laughs) Let's move on to the general themes of the movie. Did you take away any themes in particular? 
Um, so the ones worth like noting, I would say just the, the theme that love can endure even after a marriage dies Mm -hmm. (laughs) or just this like general idea of like getting back together with an ex, which is complicated (laughs) 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 that. And then also, um, that timing is everything. Mm. Yeah. I just feel like that's a theme in life (laughs) yeah and that's really like what this movie comes down to right is that it doesn't work out because the timing just isn't right so true yeah and I think Jane even says like you know maybe if you weren't married or like in the situation that you're in maybe this could have worked hmm yeah that's really true long time ago when I was talking to a friend who was going through some relationship troubles and it was clear that this person was really into the other person. I think this person said something like, it doesn't matter if you love the person. Um, sometimes the timing is just off. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. Like love conquers all, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like, no, I, you know, obviously as I've grown older, timing, I think plays a huge part in, you know, people coming together or not coming together. One of the themes that I took away was like this idea of second chances, which I guess kind of ties into timing in a way. I like that Jane does give Jake a second chance. You know, there's that one scene where she talks to her therapist. Mm-hmm. And I think another reason why we love Jane so much as an audience is because we see her struggle between this guilt of having an affair, but wanting to explore it. But then once, you know, she kind of feels free to explore it, she's like, all right, let's 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 do this. I don't, I don't know. Do you think... Jane is actually trying to give Jake a second chance or is she just like this is fun I think she's just she's choosing not to really think about it too much and she's just trying to like go with it because yeah when she's thinking about it so much and what she was saying to her therapist was how like she just like knows that it's wrong and she knows she like wonders is it for these like all these deeper reasons like unresolved issues or revenge or whatever and so it's almost like she's asking for permission to just like not think and just do Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's like a fair second chance right or if it's just like kind of like let's just have fun and see what happens yeah I think you're right because I think it's like this weird moment in time where like a honeymoon period, I guess you would say, because she's choosing to just disregard Agnes and Mm -hmm. she's choosing that route. Whereas before she just felt really guilty when she was coming out to her girlfriends about the affair. So yeah. And like the theme of divorce, I thought was pretty, you know, I can't really speak to that theme too much just because uh, I'm not a child of divorce and uh, knock on wood, I will not get divorced. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) But I can, you know, I can empathize and you live your life, you know, like Jane did with Jake for, I think they were married for 20, you know, 19, 20 years, divorced for 10. And then there's this moment in time where it's like, should we try this again? I just found that really, I don't know, not relatable, but I would, I would also just be like, yeah, what if there's that whole theme of like, what if? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people play those things out and it seemed, you know, Jane and Jake had kind of matured and understood why they got divorced. So there was not a lot of animosity at, at the 10 year mark after divorce. I mean, I think I think almost everyone could probably just relate to the idea of like 
being in love and that relationship not working out. And so just the idea of like wondering, like you said, like, what if or, you know, could this work again at at a different time? And then the ultimate example of that would be like after divorce, you know, when you are in like, like serious marriage, like relationship where you were seriously in love and it was real for both people at one point. Mm -hmm. I think people can just like relate to that idea of just like wondering like what if like could we get back together and then it's and then it's also just like kind of fun to think about the idea. Oh yeah it could be fun but definitely (laughs) terrible at the same time but fun I hear you. Do you have any other themes or any other? I mean maybe to go along with just like the timing thing I guess the timing is what was the demise of this relationship Mm -hmm. was that maybe not even Nancy Myers can control everything, you know? So mm. like, so just like how out of control, yeah, we are in our own lives. And yeah, I just feel like there's just so much that we can't control. Do you know the story of Nancy Myers and her own personal relationship? Kind of. I'm going to send you this article. Um, so there's this series in the New York Times that I love called Modern Love. And Nancy Myers wrote a piece. It's basically an essay. And I think, you know, Nancy Myers pulls from her own personal life. And when she writes these movies, she is divorced. Basically, her ex-husband was like her creative partner. Like they made movies together. I think they did Father of the Bride, those movies they he directed or she wrote, something like that. But the modern love essay basically is a story of her kind of finding a footing with her ex-husband after all these years. And it's just really interesting. It's really sweet. I'll, I'll send it to you. I, in, when I was reading it, I was kind of like imagining how she would make this a movie. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's move on to favorite scenes. Do you want to start? Sure. So I don't, I actually don't really have like a favorite, favorite scene, but some scenes that I enjoyed were there's the hotel scene mm-hmm. where I feel like John Krasinski like really steals the show. <laughs> I, that is just like such, again, such an unrealistic scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just so hilarious with, you know, he kisses Lauren and like mm-hmm. tries to like, and he's just like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? And like, and then he sees like the doctor and then he's like so anxious because he doesn't know what's what's happening and if her dad's going to be okay. And right, right. That was just really cute. And then... I also obviously like the Suds graduation party when Jane and Adam are high. Yeah. <laughs> they're both just like so giggly yeah. the whole time. And it, yeah, it's so cute. Adam's like squinting like when he's like <laughs> meeting her children for the first time. <laughs> like, I love that scene. Yeah. That's one of my favorites yeah. I wrote down too. It's just like this, the whole like physical comedic bit. You know, obviously Steve yeah. Martin is like comedian. Like people, yes. he legendary yeah yeah exactly but like just the the physical comedy the squinting the laughing the like (laughs) looking at each other and he's like he's like feeling his high he's like just riding it really well yeah I love that when um Jane introduces his kids to her kids to Adam and she forgets John Krasinski's name whose name is Harley in the movie and she she just like points at him and winks at him and goes hey Harles and he's like Harles okay yeah I just love that bit I think I lol'd like there's not a whole lot in this movie where I laughed out loud but that bit with John Krasinski he's like oh Harles okay Well, because of his reaction to it, right. too, where he's like, okay, <laughs> like, you've never called me that before. Totally. 
of the the scenes that I wrote down for my favorite were were basically the John Krasinski scenes as well. Oh, he's the comedic element. Yeah, and this was like one of his first big picture films, right? I think so. Okay, so The Office ended in 2013, so he was known of, but he wasn't doing like big motion pictures. Yeah. And look at him now. Look at him this now. Huge star. Yeah. Huge star. Oh my gosh. So lovable. Like every yeah. everybody loves him. Um, all right. So let's move on to WTF moments. So these are the plot holes or the most unrealistic moments of the movie. The opening scene of when we meet Agnes, Lake Bell. Oh my gosh. Yes. Why the hell is she wearing That's what she's exactly wearing? That's exactly what I said too. <laughs> she's wearing a bralette and like a sarong. I thought it was like a full-on bikini. Yes. Like, like I was when I first saw it. I was like, "Wait, are they at a pool party?" Right. Like, what? What is? Happening? I never really caught that until I watched it this time because they're, you know, they're at like a a friend's thirtieth wedding anniversary party. It's not something where you like bare your toned torso at. <laughs> Yeah. I believe Jake is in like a full suit. Like, yeah. Like you look around, they're all like completely covered. Right. And she's literally looks like she's at a pool party. Yeah. So I think the first time I saw the movie, I like really just assumed there's a pool somewhere. Like this is, this is, it's Southern California. Then yeah, like the second or third time I was like, no, I think she's just dressed like that, <laughs> which makes no sense. I think Nancy Myers does that just to, you know, draw attention again to like her, her youthfulness and her physical attraction. And yeah, I could, yes, understood. Do you have any? Well, I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but the hotel scene, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they do all love this like one specific hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not totally improbable that they would all just like happen to end up there. Right. But then on top of that, that like John Krasinski would like catch them and try to hide it from the daughter. And then like Jake has the heart attack and then they bring in, <laughs> bring in a doctor. Like it's all just like a bit much, but definitely entertaining. <laughs> so my question for you is that obviously Harley doesn't ever tell Lauren that he finds out about this affair. But like, can you imagine being Lauren and having your fiance, yeah, fiance, not tell you that he caught your parents having an affair? I kind of was Mm. like, thinking about that for a minute, I was like, would Harley ever tell Lauren before like, the parents got found out? I don't think I'd be happy with that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I never really thought about that. (laughs) But Yeah, because in some ways, I think, again, I'm just like being brainwashed by Nancy Myers, but (laughs) I think he's doing the right thing, like by not telling her in the movie. Yeah. But I think that's because I also know that this eventually comes out. Right. And he's just like protecting her and it's maybe it's not his place, but or like he feels like maybe it's not his place, Mm -hmm. but it is. Yeah, that is really weird. And I think in real life, I probably would expect the person to tell their fiance like immediately, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like that day, like not even like think about it for like a week and and then tell you. That's kind of the beauty of the moment. Like, it's funny. Like he catches them in the moment and he's just his reaction is incredibly funny. It's not like, oh my gosh, like despair. It's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like shocked. 
I mean, maybe like that scene, you know, again, he's like catching them, right? So he doesn't, he's not being like explicitly told like what's going on. So he's Mm -hmm. just kind of putting the pieces together and like, sure, he sees them like kiss in the elevator, but maybe he doesn't want to like jump to any conclusions. Right, right. (laughs) Like these major, major conclusions and like just tell his fiance like right there on the spot. Yeah. But then it does kind of seem like in the subsequent scenes that like he does know like he knew Mm -hmm. because I would understand maybe he just like he wasn't sure and like maybe he wanted to like talk to them (laughs) about it first and like get confirmation like before he just like spills the beans on that you know and drops like that kind of bomb on his fiance yeah another one that I had was just this is like small, but like the scene where Jane runs into Jake and Agnes in the elevator after the pl- her plastic surgery mm. appointment and their fertility appointment. I'm just like, what are the chances that those two things are in the same building and mm. they have appointments at the same exact time? And I feel like out of all things, this might be the most unrealistic <laughs> thing about the entire movie to me. <laughs> it's very, very well-timed. For sure. The elevator opens and it says like Santa Barbara fertility clinic. Like it was very on the nose. Right. One other WTF moment I have is the whole date between Adam and Jane at the cafe. I really like this scene. It's one of the highlights where they're making croissants and everything. But croissants take time to bake, I believe. Like it's not something you can make in like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I think you have to, like, let the dough proof, which can take up to, like, 24 hours from what I've heard and, like, talked to friends about. Like, it's a process. It's not just, like, 30-minute, like, instant croissant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know to that much detail, but I think I, like, assumed that it was a long date. Like, they, like... Right, right. Maybe they got there at, like, 11 p.m., but I was led to believe they were there till, like, 4 or 5 in the morning, Mm. you know? So it was, like, a really long time, but... Obviously not like 24 hours worth. Right, right, right. Yeah. I could have those illusions too where like the date is just like hours long and they're eating the croissants and as the sun's rising or whatever. But I was just watching that scene. I was like, ah, I think croissants take more time than just a few hours to, to make. I could be wrong. A small nitpick WTF is just that Jane wanting to renovate Uh, apparently a $10 million house from your research. (laughs) I just like, why? This house is so beautiful. I don't understand why she would want to renovate an already beautiful house. It's because she just has so much money, she doesn't know what to do with it. So much (laughs) money. this is what these kind of people do. (laughs) They just just make their mansions bigger and, and more amazing. I mean, I do love her kitchen. And I think my memory of it from before this, like last time, that I watched it like I think I thought it was a a bit more extravagant than it actually was when I saw it again Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's like an aging part of the movie and maybe yeah so maybe when I saw it like closer to 2009 I thought it was like the most grandest kitchen ever and now now it's just kind of aged a little bit but for that so now seeing it now I was kind of like I could see why maybe she if she has like so much money that she doesn't doesn't know what to do with like I could see her maybe upgrading this kitchen (laughs) yeah what a nice problem to have And then I have one final very small WTF moment is that scene you mentioned earlier when Jake is supposed to have his date with Jane, but Agnes is home because she's ovulating. Agnes calls Jake out by, Mm -hmm. why are you bringing your phone to the bathroom? It just seemed very dated to me because I was like, 
Well, don't a lot of people bring their phone to the bathroom <laughs> nowadays? Or am I just being TMI? <laughs> I I know. I've actually thought about that scene and that line a bit too. I was like, wow, that was like kind of a good catch, I guess, for Agnes. Because yeah, to your point, I feel like I don't know if I would have like thought anything weird about that. Right. I also think like a similar scene was when like Pedro caught Jake in the bathroom. Remember, I actually thought that yeah. was like a great scene, right? By Pedro. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, those were like, I thought really good questions, you know, like, yeah, like I didn't hear you flush the toilet. Like, wh- why was the shower on? Your clothes are still on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, just like he's kind of being caught red handed a few times. Mm. But the Agnes just, I guess she just trusts him. Yeah. I think I took the question to be like very offhanded. Like, why, why would you? Oh. But, you know, back in 2009, like, I guess the only reason to be next to your phone is for like email purposes. But now, obviously, here in 2020, we're just attached to our phones. Our right. livelihoods right. are our phones. So right. even if you are going to the bathroom for like five minutes, yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> just, bring, yeah. you just bring your phone with you everywhere you go. Yeah, maybe you're like tracking your steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep that going. (laughs) I totally agree. So are you happy with the ending? I think there is a part of me that really would have liked to see Jane and Jake end up together. Mm. I think it would have like tied things up really nicely. But I think the way that it ended actually makes the most sense. So Mm. yeah, I just like I thought it was really mature of Jane to say no to Jake in the end because of his circumstances. And so it kind of was like a realistic ending to me, given the situation. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that Jane doesn't end up back with Jake. How come? I don't know. I think that Jake is kind of selfish. Like I mentioned earlier, I can't get over the point that he just feels no remorse. Like Mm. he's charming, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the character Jake. He is so persuasive. He talks Jane into like having the affair practically. (laughs) So... There's something to that, you know, his charm and stuff. But I don't know if Jane deserves better. I guess so. Yeah, I think let's just chalk it up to that. I guess deserves better. Mm -hmm. I do think that the movie was tied up in a very nice bow in the sense that even though she doesn't end up back with Jake, she gets closure with her children who they felt betrayed. So she gets to have that moment with them. And then, you know, she apologizes to Adam. But the end scene, obviously, Adam comes back. Adam is there for, uh, what's the word, like groundbreaking day or... Breaking ground, yeah. Great breaking ground. (laughs) I don't know if I needed him to be there, but I think it was just such a nice bow. You know, we get to imagine what Jane and Adam would be, would be like, which I guess then leads me to my next question is, do you think Jane and Adam are a thing? How long are they together? Do they make it? Um, I do think they eventually get together and I do think they stay together. Yeah, I want that for Jane, of course. <laughs> and I, right. And I want that for Adam. And they seem like, yeah, they seem like they would make a great couple. What do you think happens with Jake and Agnes? Mm. Hmm. I actually didn't think of that. Is that terrible? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just kind of totally removed Agnes from the narrative. Huh. I, I don't think Agnes will take Jake back. Mm. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know if Jake wants to be back with Agnes right. either. So. right. Yeah, I think Jake will probably be heartbroken for a little bit, but I'm sure he'll move on. I think he'll find another woman to share his life with. A younger woman or an older woman? 
I can see it either way because I think now having been with a younger woman and realizing that comes with a different type of baggage, like wanting kids and maybe even having a young kid, maybe he doesn't want that anymore. Mm -hmm. So maybe he'll take that into consideration when he picks his next partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I could see the, the argument being made for him being with an older woman who is, you know, doesn't have that baggage. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think Jane and Adam stay together. At least that's what I hope too. I really think that they're a great match. (laughs) Do you want them to get married? I actually don't need them to get married. Sure. But for me, it's like, I like the idea of the companionship they have. Maybe they do down the line, but like, I don't think it needs to happen. I don't soon. Yeah, I don't think they rush into it, but I totally can picture them like getting married on the beach. Casual, <laughs> casual with like just close, very close family and maybe like a few friends. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do think they'll make it formal. Isn't that such a nice image of like... <laughs> This successful restaurateur and this very successful architect. How picture perfect would that couple be? Oh my gosh. I just hope they have some minorities at their wedding. You know, that's the only way that I can totally get on board with it. Right. Who would you say your favorite character is in the movie? Um, I don't know if you're going to like this, but probably Jake. <laughs> okay. He kind of is not like the villain, but like he does have that like conniving kind of character about him. So he's whereas like Adam is like depicted as this like innocent, great guy that is just perfect and like has no flaws, you know, whereas you do see Jake's flaws and he kind of like covers that up with his charm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, I just thought Alec Baldwin was really entertaining and I like that he was like always up to these like really silly antics and like mm-hmm. climbing through Jane's bushes to spy on her <laughs> during her date with Adam. And I just like really enjoyed Alec Baldwin in this role. <laughs> mm. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've seen this movie many, many times at this point, And I think Alec Baldwin is really, really great in it. Mm-hmm. But I think when I first saw this movie, I couldn't get over the fact that Alec Baldwin is significantly younger than Meryl Streep. So in the trivia, actually, mm-hmm. Meryl is nine years older than Alec Baldwin. Wow. So I think when I first watched it, I was like, I don't think I knew their actual age gap, but I knew that Meryl was older than Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a weird coupling. But now that I've watched it more and more, obviously it's seamless. I don't think about it as much anymore, but I do like him in this role. And I think he adds a lot of charm and comedic elements to the movie. It's believable. I could see them, you know, being them as a couple. You think they physically look like their ages and very different? Yeah, I think that's what it was when I first saw it. I was like, there's got to be an age gap here. Like, I think I knew of the actor's actual ages. Ah. Yeah, it didn't, because that didn't, like, yeah, it didn't have an effect on me. I didn't really notice. I'm going to say my favorite character is Harley, <laughs> just because yeah. he really made me laugh. And sweet John Krasinski. I did I did really like him, too. I, th- I guess I wish he had more lines and, like, more mm. scenes to say that he was, like, my favorite. I just felt like the movie was so centered on the three main characters that I almost, like, had to choose one of them, you know? Sure. No, I agree with you. I do think so. Just, like, one of the other reasons why I like John Krasinski in this movie is that scene where Jake comes to Jane's house. He tells her he left Agnes. The kids come out, and they're like, Mom, what's going on? 
dad, what problems on the home front is one of you seeing someone else? And then John Krasinski in the background, he's wearing like, uh, like Lauren's pajamas or something. So he already looks ridiculous. And he obviously knows the secret. And he just looks around like you can see him like trying to just pretend he knows nothing. But it's just so silly. Yeah, he it's this moment. Yeah, he really is like he's really funny in, in the movie. And he does a really good job. I think they casted that role really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I know that you love Nancy Myers. Out of the following movies, which which one would you want to live in? Which set would you want to live in? So it's this one is complicated in Southern California. <laughs> Something's got to give in the Hamptons oh, man. slash New York City. The Holiday. Oh, which one? So I'm going to say either. You can choose either the LA or the UK. Okay. So between those three movies, which set you'd want to live in? I think I would have to go with... Cameron Diaz in The Holiday because that is like I don't think you could get better than that like she lives in this like amazing mansion amazing. in LA it's yeah it's perfect and huge I, I don't know what could be better than that yeah <laughs> I mean it's a really hard question and I like <laughs> I love them all but I think if I had to choose then yeah I would say Cameron Diaz in The Holiday what about you Interesting. So I actually came up with this question because I thought that you would choose I know. Diane Keaton oh, in The Hamptons. Really? Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say um, this movie. It's complicated because... Well, I mean, we're grasping at like really hard <laughs> things here because they're all beautiful, yeah. obviously. Yeah, why, why would you say The Hamptons? I don't know, because I know you like yeah. The Hamptons. <laughs> I do. I, I almost feel like not that any of them are like realistic but i if sure if i had to pick one that was like the most like achievable for me then it probably would be the hamptons because it's like close to where i live right right yeah like i could see myself living there because of just like geography (laughs) the money was like no object and i could just like yeah have anything i just yeah i feel like that cameron diaz's house yeah with the blackout curtains that come down Uh, your bedroom and the pool and her kitchen is amazing and and the gym Hmm. (laughs) everything that's true I do really like that house and that set but for some reason my heart is pulling me to Diane Keaton and and the Hamptons cottage probably your relationship with the movie Probably. I also just like the idea that it's close in proximity to New York. And I'm sorry, so now I'm just bleeding into something. <laughs> but we don't see her house in the city, just in the Hamptons. Right. But I would imagine her New York City apartment to be just as beautiful. Yes. So you would you just prefer New York over LA then? It's not it's not the house itself. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe because Hamptons is more like a getaway idea, you know, and like that house is also just beautiful, mm-hmm. and Keanu Reeves is in it, so I don't know. <laughs> he could be your doctor, like, there you down go. the street. <laughs> Does the music have any meaning to you in this movie? I actually tried getting the soundtrack to this, just to, like, listen to, like, while I'm cooking, because I'm, like, to kind of, like, channel that, like, Nancy Myers, sure. like, scene <laughs> of, like, this, this is, like, yeah, what I could imagine is, like, me cooking to this kind of music but I couldn't really get it it was like for some reason it was like hard for me to find that soundtrack so Hmm. but when I listen to the music during the movie it definitely adds to it and the the feeling of kind of like lusting after the scenes and and the lifestyle and and all of that 
I agree. So the composer is Hans Zimmer, and I know that he does. So he also did Something's Gotta Give and The Holiday. So he and Nancy Myers are, I guess, frequent collaborators. But I think there's something to be said. You know, he adds to kind of like the aesthetic of all of her movies. Mm -hmm. They're just, they elevate it. They make it more like, I keep going back to light and airy because (laughs) I think that's just what I feel when I hear and like watch these movies. I feel lighter. It's all the right notes, to quote Jack Black. (laughs) Yes, all the good notes, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think this movie is, or do you think this movie is beloved and popular? What are your thoughts on the longevity of this movie? It probably has to do with the cast. I just think uh, Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, they all just make those roles like what they are. And I I feel like their performance could like last a lifetime. Yeah. But I mean, again, like, like I think the storyline is pretty unique, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know if I can Mm -hmm. think of like any other movies that are are that similar, but uh, off the top of my head, at least. But I think the storyline is fun. And then, yeah, and I just think her sets are perfect. And she's just, like, is the epitome of, like, what rom-coms are. It's, like, she has created that definition. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it feels like all other rom-coms just are, like, measured against Nancy Meyers' films. Yeah, she she's made it quite... A high bar, I guess. You know, yeah. there's a certain feeling that we have come to associate uh, Nancy Meyers movies with. Yeah, yeah. I think this movie is pretty beloved. I feel like it's always on TV. Mm-hmm. I basically agree with you. I think the cast has made it so classic because mm-hmm. all these three celebrities, the main characters, are still like very, re- not very relevant, but they're still very beloved themselves. So I think that's a huge testament to the longevity of this movie. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned some trivia earlier. Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Michael Douglas, and Tom Hanks were considered for the role of Jake Adler. Harrison Ford, I can't see. You can't? I actually can see him in the role. He's so gruff, though. Like, I like Alec Baldwin just because he seems more charismatic. Yeah, I definitely think Alec Baldwin was was the right choice. But if out of those guys you listed, Harrison Ford is the only other one that I could kind of see. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Tom Hanks has that kind of like Rico Suave kind of like (laughs) attraction that Alec Baldwin brings to it. And I actually do think like Harrison Ford could kind of bring that. Mm. But Alec Baldwin just is so silly, too, that he's perfect. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think they did the right thing by choosing Alec Baldwin above these other fine actors. (laughs) And then the last point of trivia is that this movie did like pretty good at the box office, but it actually came out like a week or two after Avatar. So Avatar dominated obviously at the box office. But when I saw this point of trivia, I was like, Avatar came out the same time as it's complicated. I don't know. It just feels like ages ago, but I don't really associate this movie to be that old. As old as Avatar? Yeah, I just feel like Avatar is older. It does. It does feel like, yeah, forever ago. I have some trivia for you. Please. So when I was doing my research on the awards, mm-hmm. and I saw that Meryl Streep was nominated for Best Actress for this this movie, you know, I was like trying to see, well, who won? And actually, she did win, but it was for Julie and Julia. So she was nominated oh. twice in that category the same year. Well, hey, now, I actually love that movie, Julie and Julia. 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 Yeah. <laughs> 
If I were to choose between the two, yeah, that one makes much more sense to have one to win the award for. Yeah, and apparently she was using some, like, mannerisms that she picked up from Julie and Julia in It's Complicated. Mm. Like, because I think they were filming, like, yeah, they must have been filming around the same time for them both mm. to come out at the same time. But, like, the way she, like, scooped up her croque monsieur and, like, did some other mm-hmm. things, like... Yeah. I remember reading that, too, actually. Yeah. I... I I can have that image in my mind. It's like, a, yeah, it's very specific. Right. It's not like a normal motion. <laughs> yes, yes. Or a natural kind of motion for us commoners. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one, which you probably also read, was that, did you know that Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, and Steve Martin are all related to each other? <laughs> <laughs> I did see this one in trivia. Is that so? I mean, they're all like, it's like 18th cousins or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who can figure that out, number one? Yeah, I, I think I saw that and I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> a stretch? <laughs> it's kind of a stretch because like, I mean, yeah, 18th Cousins, what does that even mean, A? And yeah. B, it's like, I guess to me, it's just like we're all connected yeah, in some weird yeah. way. So Eventually, we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're all connected. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. Do you have any last takes of the movie? I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my favorite quotes from the movie. Please. Alec Baldwin just says, I love when you smell like butter. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just thought that was like so funny the way he says it, but it's also like, it kind of speaks to the level of their relationship and their Mm. intimacy where you, it's like only something you like really say to like a spouse, right? (laughs) Or like somebody you've been with for a really long time. Yeah. There's actually that, that quote kind of evokes another warm hug. (laughs) It kind of just like, they're so familiar with each other, which is something that I thought about while watching this movie is just that we feel comfortable. I mean, obviously we feel comfortable with familiarity. And I think that's what Jake has for Jane. It's just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this love for her because she's so different in a positive way than Agnes is. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that familiarity with her, with Agnes. And he appreciates what Jane's really good at. Yeah. The smell of butter. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm going to stand by my 8.0 just because I really got worked up about the one thing I didn't like. And I stand by that. I do have a huge affinity for this movie, obviously. So if there was one person of color, like, as... <laughs> just one? Yeah, if there, let's just say there was one person of color and, like, as an extra, let's say. Or maybe had one line, you know, but, like, a very small, small character. <laughs> Would mm. that take you back up to an 8.8? No, I need more from her. Wow. I need more. It would have to be like a real role. Yeah, it'd have to be a real role. But not a leading role. It doesn't have to be a leading role. It could have been Harley, right. you know, right. like the partner, uh, the fiance, or like one of Meryl's girlfriends. Right. Like, they're just, it. like to your point, it just it looks like she, Nancy Myers went out of her yeah. way to cast all white people. So, yeah. I mean, you know, this is 11 years old. However... And now I'm just making this a Nancy Myers podcast, but like the movie <laughs> The Intern, which came out in 2015, I believe, that takes place in Brooklyn. And there's also glaringly, like none of the main characters are minorities. And it's just like offensively unrealistic <laughs> at this point. But we should, we should end on a high note. <laughs> 
If anyone has not seen It's Complicated, please go see it. I mean, Meryl Streep, you can't go wrong. She's the, the reason I think this movie just is such a good movie. Will live forever. Yeah, she's just so delightful. I said it earlier, but like you just kind of can't take your eyes off her. Everything she does in this movie is just very enjoyable. Yes, definitely a feel-good movie that will most certainly put everyone in a good mood. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, thank you so much, Nancy, for doing this with me. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I really appreciate it. (laughs) To all tuning in to another episode, thank you so much. You can follow us at Romcom Weekly on Instagram and let us know what you think about this movie. Where does it stand in your Nancy Myers favorite films? We'd love to hear from you. We'll chat with you guys again next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,